All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Stadcast, where we actually have had sports played since our last podcast, which is kind of insane to think about, given the four solid months of nothing at all. Yeah. I, I know I've been watching a lot of baseball. I'm sure you have, Sam. I have been watching more baseball than I care to admit. Yeah, like, right now I just have MLB TV on in the background constantly, which yeah. did not used to be the case. I don't know. I think like we, we took baseball for granted. Yeah, and it's and it seems like we might not be having baseball for long the way stuff's going. Yeah, uh, we are definitely going to be talking about the COVID situation in baseball because it is getting worse and worse and worse. And we are also going to talk about basketball with a good friend of Sam's, Joe Spinoza, who unfortunately for maybe that Celtics Bucks game the other night is a big Jason Tatum guy. Um, but anyway, it's been a good season for Tatum, but maybe that, that, that game could be forgotten, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we're also psyched to have basketball back. We've had some terrific games that seem like playoff games, insane amounts of scoring. Carmelo Anthony scored 21 points. I don't know if we'll touch upon that, but I think that just crazy. He hit yeah, it's 2020 three. and Carmelo Anthony scored more than 20 points. Yeah, but I guarantee you we are definitely going to make fun of the Sixers and um i assume talk about how terrific that rockets game was yeah but regardless we're getting to that soon first we're gonna start talking about baseball yes but uh first milo hamilton swinging All right, welcome back to StatCast. Sam here, Harrison here. We are ready to talk about, well, what we wanted to talk about, basically, was the, the, it's been a lot of fun in baseball. The Tigers have won five games. The Orioles, I think, have won five games, or at least four, It's which is not what we predicted at all, but I'm very happy we're wrong about that stuff because those teams are weirdly fun, even if Casey Mize isn't actually getting called up today to start. But unfortunately... About one week ago, I think it was, we got word that Miami Marlins, I think it was a week ago today, Miami Marlins players had started testing positive for coronavirus, but like in large amounts, I think it was 14 on one day. And there's basically been a black cloud hanging over the season of baseball for the past week or so. What do you say about that? Well, you might be wondering, you know, how did these players get it, Uh, you know? Well, MLB's policy, Manfred's policy, is that the players police themselves. And it's been revealed that the Marlins players, when they were in Atlanta before the season, went out for a fun night on the town and may have had a little too much fun and contracted it somewhere in there when they were... Speaking of Atlanta, fun a night. We've had another NBA sword, but that's... Oh my! <laughs> Williams shaking in his. Boots. Apparently, Atlanta is just the most fun city yeah. for sport players. I don't know. Yeah, James Maybe Harden's got to love it, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing they're keeping him out of there. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so yeah, yeah a bunch yeah. of Marlins players test positive. The Marlins have not played a major league game since. There's like there have been players who have been claimed off waivers by the Marlins, have been traded to the Marlins, and everyone is just like, has anyone told those players about the situation they're coming into? Speaking of a toxic work environment. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's taking toxic to almost a literal level. Yeah, so the Marlins are deep in trouble. Uh, and because of them, the series that they were supposed to have played had not been played. I think the Yankees and the Orioles had to play a series together because they were each supposed to play the Marlins and then each series got postponed. Yeah, they did. Which is just weird. And that's probably, probably part of the reason why the Yankees are 6-1 and one right now. But hey, Orioles are Orioles are four and three. Orioles, Orioles. Uh, I can't. Hans Alberto is basically the next Mike Trout. Well, Mike Trout is away having giving. I don't know, giving birth to his kid, but accompanying his wife while she gives birth. Yeah, to they. Uh, child was last night. Beckham Trout. Yeah, I guess they're either a big fan of White Sox second baseman or. Did you see his tweet? More soccer. I don't know. What? No. What is that? Gordon Beckham tweeted something like, "Yeah." It's 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 only right that he names him that you know he Trout looked up to me for a while and you know it's gonna be hard for Beckham to uh, live up to my career stats. Yeah, I know I, he probably never will, which is kind of embarrassing for a Trout, but yeah, it's true. But regardless, um, so after the Marlins test positive, we have other cases where we have positive tests. The Cardinals, for instance, in the city that I'm currently in are testing positive for coronavirus and they have not played since then. I think there was one other team. Yeah. The Phillies, but yeah. they had four and it, they're claiming that two, three, maybe even all of them were false positive tests. Yeah. Um, Which we have also heard about Juan Soto because he got one positive test out of a ton of negative ones. Yeah. And then he had took like, 13 more and tested negative on all of them. And yet he is yet to play because guess who they were scheduled to play this weekend when he was supposed to return? The Marlins. Yes. Well, he wouldn't have been able to be cleared by D.C. law un- until uh, August 4th, I think. Mm. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So that was our NL MVP pick. Unfortunately, it does not seem like he will be able to play this amount of games unless he literally hits 500. I mean, the Nationals only played seven games. Yeah, but that's a that's more than a it's sixth about of a, the season. It's about an eighth of a season. No, it's more than the sixth of a season. Huh? No, I'm dumb. I'm so dumb. No, you're right. <laughs> I'm doing the math wrong. Yeah. Uh, cut that out. I can't do the math wrong on a podcast. Um, no, I can't leave it. In. Uh, so Juan Soto has yet to play. Uh, maybe he'll hit 400. Probably not, unfortunately. Uh, but we have had some really fun teams basically playing. The so, Sam, is there anyone you want to talk about before? Um, or do you want to keep talking about coronavirus stuff? And no, I, th- I how think it's going to be. I th- I think we should talk about the Cleveland Indians starting pitchers. Yeah, actually, the whole terrific. state of Ohio. Yeah, you know, because they've been just striking out everybody. Shane Bieber hasn't allowed a run. He has a negative FIP. He's a negative yes. field of in fielding independent pitching. He has twenty seven strikeouts in fourteen innings, which, which is, is the, ungodly. I think, I think it's the most for any Indian starter through the, through his first two starts. Because I don't think he's had any walks. That would make sense considering he has a negative FIP. Yeah. 
so Shane Bieber clearly is incredible. Um, Louis, Louis Castillo and Sonny Gray have been very good in Cincinnati. Hour's been good as well. Yeah, uh, Zach Plesac was really terrific. Yep. Uh, uh, that's how you pronounce his name? Aaron Savale was very good as well. And can we give some props to our guy Mike Petriello for calling James Karinczak? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, his stuff is filthy. James Karinczak, you have to watch the man pitch. You have to watch him pitch. It doesn't – first of all, he looks like he's 18 years old. Yeah, he he's a baby. Like, like a Justin Bieber, I don't know, kind of thing, circa like 2010 or whatever. But the way he throws, he like go, he like almost puts his arm up over his head. It's almost like the sky hook of uh, relief pitching. I don't know. But his stuff is absolutely nasty. Uh, sometimes he can't control it at all. So he he does walk guys, but it's literally unhittable. I I haven't seen anyone put solid uh, bat to ball on his stuff, and so that was a good call. Unfortunately, my guy Robert Stevenson uh, was immediately uh, sucked and immediately was placed on the DL with back issues. So that was unfortunate. Yeah, the also unfortunate are the Reds going a mediocre two and five to start the season. Reds have been an unlucky team so far. As yeah, as I can say that. Don't even see them as being. I think Suarez hasn't probably hasn't even hit a ball out of the infield. Yeah, and so Joey Votto, he hasn't been striking out at all, but he also isn't. He's like he's hitting the ball, but like I don't know, he's not getting a a lot of uh, power behind his stuff. And just this morning, yeah. we heard that he is going. He had symptoms. Hasn't tested positive yet. But he's, but he's on the he's COVID on the symptom IL, which is yes. like, it's not a 10-day IL thing. It's sort of like until, like, if you test negative enough, then I guess you're fine. You can return. But if not, then you got to stay away from the ballpark. And yeah. So it's kind of nice. It looks like maybe he'll be on there four days. If he doesn't have it, maybe he'll be on there for 14 if he does. But Votto, I remember there was one game a little earlier. Reds were down to their last out. Bases loaded, two outs down by one. And Joey Votto could come through. It was unfortunate because yeah. it was the Cubs, and I don't want to see the Cubs win. Also, they lost a lot of games to the Tigers, which is not yeah. not great. To be fair, the Reds were down 7-1 in that game with like a couple of innings to go, so it was pretty impressive. But they still lost. Um, on the subject of teams that we're a fan of, uh, uh, gonna, both, yikes. There were no teams that we're fans of, both of our teams have absolutely no pitching. Like the Red Sox, we expected this. The Red Sox – not doing too hot. Eduardo Rodriguez, very unfortunately. Yeah, he's done for the year. Developed myocarditis. Yeah, he developed myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart. Yeah, and so basically he can't yeah. his he can't raise his heart rate and or which means he can't really do any physical activity. Yeah. And I'm sure he said he wants to come back, but I think the trade the training staff and the medical staff said yeah. no, you we're shutting you down. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez is a baseball player, probably in pretty good shape, and coronavirus still uh, had a serious impact on him. And that's why it's scary seeing so many players test positive. And he's like, well, uh, I don't know. I guess like they just got to do it right. It's very telling that while MLB with no bubble has had just a large amounts of coronavirus cases just spiking in different places, NBA is at zero for the past like two, three, four weeks. Which, I mean, it's like they're an island basically. Yeah. Uh, it's somewhere in Orlando. It's really, it's really impressive, I gotta say. Yeah, it's impressive but, that they got yeah. all of the players on board for that. Yeah, but like, 
I think it's kind of telling. We talked about Lou Will a bit earlier, but so here's a guy, he goes for like, I don't know if it was grandfather's funeral or like a family friend or something like that. But then afterwards he goes to a strip club where we have to say there are wings named after him, which is kind of an incredible flex. But regardless, like that's just one player. Like he goes home for legitimately good reasons, but at the same time, he still ends up on a strip club on someone's Instagram. And that's the kind of thing with, with MLB players. That's like with the Marlins, you can definitely ex- almost expect people to do stuff like that. Even if it's 20, even if 29 out of the 30 guys on your roster aren't doing that, if just one does it, then that's an issue. Or if one of your staffers does something like that, or like, I don't know, maybe one of their spouses works in a hospital or something like that. Or one of your, or one of the coaches like has an issue. That's the kind of stuff which it can't really be prevented if everyone is just sort of traveling on their own. Yeah, it's it it's really t- it's a reality check for the players, basically saying, "Hey, you guys can't really do that stuff anymore if we want to actually have a season because your mishaps and positive tests are going to affect the entire league." As we've seen, there's there've been over thirty games that have already been postponed within the first week. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else was I going to mention? Uh, Joe Kelly. Anybody? Joe Kelly. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, I thought that as a whole, we were sort of on board with the idea that headhunting in baseball is a bad thing, but suddenly when it's against the Astros, it's a good thing. I don't know. I don't think the Astros ever possibly tried to fracture someone's orbital bone because baseball, again, is just a game, but fracturing someone's orbital bone could cost them their career. I don't think he was aiming at his head, but he was definitely aiming at his person but he wasn't aiming at his head but all i saw is both pitches go right towards his head joe kelly we should mention does have a history of throwing at people's heads so maybe maybe he wasn't doing it maybe he wasn't doing it but at the very least that's the kind of stuff which it's not really okay to do and it's weird at the same time eight games is too many well he's a repeat offender uh classic making excuses he got suspended two games last time for like in 2018 for headhunting. Mm, it wasn't headhunting. It was for hitting Tyler Austin in the right. back and inciting the brawl. Yeah. But uh, Listen, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of with the, the stance that you can't give that severe a suspension, number one, because it's a shortened season, and number two, you didn't punish the other players for cheating. Yeah. I see. I think, I think yeah. three games is plenty That's fair. in a shortened season. Yeah. I think – yeah, that's much, that makes more sense. I mean, to be fair, what Joe Kelly did, like, listen, if he hadn't thrown at the Astros players and then just struck out Carlos Correa the way he did and talked back to him the way he did, that's cool. That's fun. That's how baseball was supposed to be. You show the guy up, and you're like, oh, you can't hit that, can you? You didn't know what was coming? I think that that's not too bad. Yeah. But it's, not, it's way less cool when you throw at or near people's heads twice before in the same inning. That's how I feel about it. It's a butthurt Astros fan, you know. All right, but someone was throwing at the Red Sox for the cheating that they did. Do you mean the cheating that we didn't do and were cleared of? Uh, I'm not sure you were cleared of it. I think there was just a fall guy. Oh, also, I wanted to tell, talk about this on the pod when you have not that much time to react. All right, let me pull these stats up. So. Oh, boy, here come the road and away splits for Fenway Park, which is a complete. No, 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 no. You'll like this because it's not the Red Sox. 
All right. So in 2018, the familiar, familiar with the year. Yeah. So the New York Yankees in 2017. Never heard of them. Hit 265 at home and 258 on the road. In 2019, they hit 263 at home and 271 on the road. In 2018, which is also the year that Carlos Beltran joined the team in a front office role, they hit 260 at home and 238 on the road. They walked... Okay, those numbers don't tell yeah. me anything. Okay, but they walked... The, home, the home average didn't yeah. change at all. All right, so let's go through players. Uh, Aaron Hicks walked both the most at home and on the road in 2018. Aaron Hicks, uh, his BBK ratio is 0.59 on the road. Aaron Hicks's BBK ratio at home was 1.06. Eder Gregorius walked the second, uh, was the second, had the second to highest BBK ratio on that team. On the road, 0.57. On the road, 0.85. Uh, let's see. Aaron Judge struck out 26.6% of the time at home, 34.3% on the road. Walked 12% of the time on the road. Walked 18% of the time at home. And his stats were very were much more closer for 2019, for 2019, where he uh, 31% striking out uh, at home and 31.7% striking out at the road on the road. And walks were similar too. Everything was much closer. Just, just interesting stuff. Okay, but rarely do, do I defend the Yankees. I think they're more apt to swing at home. They're more apt to swing at home. Then why did they walk so much more at home? Did I read the numbers wrong? No. They, they struck out way more on the road, and they walked way more at home. Yankees, I really don't have any defense to that. Yeah. Can, can you come get Aaron your man? Hicks was almost twice more likely to his bbk ratio was almost twice as high BB, bbk basically means how many walks you had divided by how many strikeouts you had so let's say you walked you walk 30 times and you strike out uh 20 times then that's going to be like a uh, walk strike over here one uh, that would yeah 1.5 or 1. 5. Yeah, yeah and so his was almost double at home than versus on the road again also the year that Carlos Beltran joined the Yankees front office. I don't know how many Yankees fans listen to this podcast, but yeah, you guys just got jumped. Um, interestingly enough, the Astros were actually closer. And I, again, you guys got jumped like James Paxton does in the first inning every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Garrett Cole was pretty good, but again, former Astros. I don't even know how you can like him. Yeah, really. <laughs> And also Cameron Mabin was on that 27 Astros team, and you guys see, sure seem to celebrate him. No? No? Yeah. But regardless, no. Yankees fans, you guys are all right, because I know mm, that you're definitely nope. willing to accept those things and definitely not be like, oh, wait a minute. What? We didn't do anything wrong at all. I know. Wait you a minute. I can count to 27. I know you guys are much classier than that, so I won't fault you. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of times you guys would be cheering for a former Red Sox player like Jim Kelly, but, you know. But regardless, um, we have more baseball to talk about. Uh, yeah. What 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 more baseball do you want to talk? Um. Well, so 
let's see how our picks are doing. So my MVP pick for Shohei Otani is clearly that's that's a mistake. Shohei Otani didn't even last, didn't get a single yeah, before he has a single an, out. He has, he has an infinite ERA right now. It's not not a Very good look. Yeah, and he has not been hitting well at all. Uh, Walker Bueller, he was fine. He wasn't great. I don't think he's going to be in line. Luis Castillo and Sonny Vera are pretty good. I don't know. They could contend for that. But Walker Bueller and Juan Soto, unfortunately, are not getting that. Kyle Lewis. Mm. We talked about Kyle mm. Lewis on the pod. Kyle mm. Lewis is going to be rookie of the year. I think I think he's already got that locked down. He's hitting over 400. I mean, Nate and Pearson looked pretty good. Nate, oh, Nate Pearson looked filthy. We might have uh, two rookies win the – well, no, I mean Shane Bieber. But like, let's say Shane Bieber gets knocked around a few starts and Nate Pearson keeps dominating. He won't. He won't. Trust me, he won't. <laughs> His stuff. You got to watch the guy. Yeah, because he can, he can throw 102 just because yeah, he he's kind of effortless guy. He wasn't. He, it's like, I don't know. And his breaking stuff too is phenomenal. It pairs perfectly. I mean, of course, if you have good breaking stuff and you pair it with a 100 mile per hour fastball, of course, it's going to look great as long as it isn't flat. But. Guys, the guy's really good. That, 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 oh my God, his stuff just tumbles. His, that high heat, like that's exactly how you would draw up a pitcher you want to be the ace of your rotation for the next 20 years. And so, yeah, definite, yeah, definite guy that, you know, I might have picked to win the Cy Young. Oh, I did. You picked Pearson? No, not Pearson, Beaver. Oh, I'm talking about uh, Pearson. Uh, they're the same person. It's true. That, was phenomenal. I mean, Pearson throws higher than Bieber, but Bieber is phenomenal. Bieber's secondary stuff is godlike. Uh, but we might see a terrific race for Rookie of the Year, which also might be an MVP in Cy Young. Thing. I don't know. I mean, even if Pearson doesn't get the Cy Young, then I think he's still going to be a contender for it, just based on one start. And yeah, also just based on one maker. start, really? And also, also all of his minor league stuff. But Kyle Lewis is phenomenal. He's been hitting bombs almost daily. Yeah, like he was the sole reason that the Mariners were competitive against the Astros in that series. Like, he hit a bomb, I think, off every Astros starting pitcher in the first three games. But the Mariners, I told you, I told you, the Mariners outfield is going to be good, and obviously Kellenic is great, right? Yeah, because the Mets traded him away. Yeah, that means and, he's that has to mean he's going to be good. Julio Rodriguez is—I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's very good. Yeah. Again, Mariners outfield, 2022. That's going to be really good. That's going to be really fun. Also, Dan B. Swanson is hitting, which very nice to see. Yeah. Nice to see that predicted breakout happen, at least so far. But I think that's all we got. I mean, I guess, yeah, we talked about the Astros and the Red Sox. Astros, it seems like every single pitcher on their team has arm tightness or soreness of some form. Even Forrest Whitley does somehow, which is not great. They started, they had Nivaldo Rodriguez try to come in to close, to not to close the game up, but basically save themselves from losing the 10th thing. Nivaldo Rodriguez has not pitched above Class A until this season. But, and uh, many other pitchers the Ashes had who haven't pitched above Double A ever. And that's a team that was expected to compete for a title. I'm not quite sure they can if their bullpen is, looks worse than the Nationals pre-getting um, good last year. So, Overall, I think it's been a good start content-wise yeah. for the baseball season. We've had, you know, some running stories, some good teams, some bad teams, some unexpected players and teams. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It just sucks seeing three postponed games today. Yeah. Washington, Miami, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and Philly, Toronto. But what can you do? You know who looks great? You know who looks great? San Diego. 
And I'm yes. very happy about that. San Diego, I mean, everyone, I think, has been predicting a breakout of that team forever. But Tatis Jr., you see that bomb he hit last night? Yeah. Oof. Oh, my Tying God. Tying the game. The kid's good. The kid, I'm so glad he's healthy because yeah. when he was healthy, he was one of the best players in baseball, let alone one of the best rookies last year. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And somehow, somehow, San Francisco, the San Francisco Giants are 5-4. and four and split. Yeah, they're scoring tons of runs. Yeah. They split a series with the Dodgers, which – I believe are the only games the Dodgers have lost. No, Dodgers have lost one other game. But that's phenomenal stuff. That's that's really impressive. So Detroit's five and three. Uh, Giants are five and four. Baltimore, you said, is four and three. So we've got some good stuff going on. And uh, Miguel Rojas, since I go, he hasn't played in a while, but he is leading the league with a seven hundred average. Seven hundred. And Colin Moran, former Astro, actually former Marlin, first of all. Is leading the league with five home runs, which everyone I think expects. Wait, Moran hit a home run last night. Yeah, he's got five. Oh, Vasquez he's almost good. hit the... a home run last night. Who? Vasquez. Wow. Vasquez. Uh, yeah, Moran is like uh, I think we call him Redbeard. But yeah, I don't know. Shane Bieber is leading the league with twenty-seven strikeouts. Lance Lynn is Lance Lynn ace extraordinaire for the past couple of years. Is yeah, he doesn't throw anything below ninety miles an hour. Doesn't it doesn't matter? <laughs> He's, his his control is impeccable. His command is impeccable. The guy, just like Shane Bieber, he's not allowed an earned run. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hopefully, when we come to you next time, baseball has not been entirely canceled. It would really suck if that happened. I think there's at least a twenty five percent chance of that happening, though, which is really nerve wracking. Yeah, it's twenty five percent higher than I'd like it to be. Yeah. Please enjoy the baseball that you're getting. Because I'm not sure where this is going to end up, honestly. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a lot of fun watching so many baseball games. Like, one thing that has been happening, I think, in the last several years, or maybe even for longer, is people will only watch their own team. Because, like, oh, baseball is such a slog. I don't even have, barely have time to watch my own team play, let alone a bunch of other teams play. And because of this, because of not taking baseball for granted, we've been watching a lot more baseball. And I think it's really helped our enjoyment of the sport overall. So I think that's good news. I do too. I, I, viewership is up, you know, it sucks that we didn't start earlier, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now we're going to bring on Joe and we're going to talk basketball. This is me editing in post. Um, I realized that we didn't really introduce Joe, nor did we even, give you guys a rundown of what we're going to be talking about so um it's it's just splattered all together basically um we just we kind of just nerd out and talk about you know the league as a whole and what we're looking forward to seeing and what we are thinking of seeing uh in the coming couple months with uh, the return of basketball in the bubble so yeah enjoy how you doing joe Hey, how are you? Good. Oh. Um, so I hear we're talking about Jason Tatum's performance. We are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the St. Louis boy? St. Louis. He disappointed us. I don't know. Brad Beal, I don't think he played last night. Brad Beal opted out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brad Beal opted out, which is really unfortunate. So Jason Tatum's our only real hope of representing St. Louis, besides the Blues, I guess, but that's in Canada. Yeah, so... I think we have a pretty good – I guess if you want to, like, maybe guess where teams are going to finish, because I think the three through six in the West is very interesting right now. 
Um, and then maybe if Philly, like Philly lost to the Pacers. So that, that's might, awful. We're going to play Philly you guys in the first round. We're, we're done. Yeah, we're done. If we play <laughs> Philly in the first round. I don't know. This Philly team, like Embiid was phenomenal, but. Yeah, I mean, he had a 40-20. Yeah, but everyone else sucked. Okay, I got no, some stuff we, to say about But you know what get-up stand-up's going to do. Horford, Horford's been bad <laughs> with the Sixers. No. So what I, what I wanted to do, um, I, I think, like, now is not a great time for it. But, like, at some point I'd like to go through um, guys who either this year or next year, like the like veteran stars who either yeah. were injured or had down years, and whether next year um, – they could return to like all star form. Is Horford one of those guys you're talking about? Of course. What about Millsap? Is Millsap going to be on there? No, because Mil- Millsap hasn't been like an all star for a long time. And what about Gasol? Uh, no. Like I Lamarcus mean, Aldridge. Oh, I don't want to talk about Lamarcus Aldridge. I want to talk about like people who. Because <laughs> he's a Rockets watching. killer. No, I want to talk about people I enjoy watching play the game of basketball. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I enjoy watching Marcus Aldridge is a mid-range jumpers. The Marcus Aldridge is a UT guy. I love him for that, but like, he hasn't been exciting in five years. He had had a terrific series against the Rockets back in like 2014. I'll admit that wasn't great to watch. So, so who are you? Since then, he's been bad. Excited you to watch? What? Like, what players are exciting for you to watch? Like Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is extreme. Like, like the Rockets. Rock, <laughs> no, oh my God! Like the Rockets Mavs game the other night. That's a lot of fun. Like seeing Mike Trey Burke. Conley, Trey Mike, Burke, your guy. Mike Conley so. is not bad. He's trying to tell me that Mike Conley is back and he's not. He was Mike never Conley here. isn't back yet. Nah, he's never it's, it's here. A, it's a, it's a bad fit for him. Okay, tell me what you think of this. This is a little. I've been making concoctions because that's what I do for fun. Is yeah. make fake NBA deals. This. Very wild four-team trade. All right, let's hear it. So the bare bones of it, and it does work financially, is the Celtics, the Celtics. receive Rudy Gobert and, like, Ed Davis. So, like, whatever, $5 million. Da- I love Ed Davis. That's one of those guys I actually do love. So um, he's kind of washed. The Mavericks receive Gordon Hayward. I think he would fit I mean, in very well there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Philly – receives Mike Conley. Okay. Utah gets Al Horford, Josh Richardson, um, uh, Tim Hardaway. They're getting all these guys just for Mike Conley? It's pretty good. And Rudy Gobert. Oh, oh, right. Rudy Gobert, too. Yeah. And first, and, and first round picks. And then, like, other stuff. I think I have other stuff going to Philly. Wait, but, like, what's, what's, the, what's this Jazz lineup look like? We're looking at um, – So, we've got – Donovan Mitchell – yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Richardson, Bojan Bogdanovic, Joe mm-hmm. Ingles, Al Horford, and you got Tim Hardaway. Um, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, yeah. And, like, a bunch of good stuff coming up with that. I don't think they're going to trade Gobert. I don't think there's enough in there for them to trade Gobert. I think they've mended their kind of relationship. Yeah. Was, like, or at least that's what it's – The I've fact heard. that there are articles coming out about it definitely means that, like, they're trying to specifically put out some good PR because they know they got a lot of bad PR. So the, I think they're trying to do a media blitz of like, actually, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are best friends now, and it's better than ever. Which no, they hate I don't know other. if I believe it. They hate each other. I don't know their if Rudy Gobert was, yeah, hates Mitchell. Their relationship was before. But, yeah, the issue with Gobert is that he isn't a creator down low. Like, 
I just don't like the big men who yeah. aren't going to be playable in stretch time. Now see, now see, Sam. Depends against the team. Depends against the team. But the, he can't play the Rockets, for instance. They play him off the floor. Sam, this is where I disagree with you. Look at how the Bucks play. Because if he's coming to Boston, we already have wings. We have Jalen and Jason, and we have obviously, yeah. Boston needs a big. And who are we playing? We're playing the Bucks. Who probably the Sixers. Okay. Gobert. Yeah, okay, I get, yeah, against the Sixers, I guess there's not much switching that needs to be done. No, there's a Gobert. difference between bigs for Western Conference teams and Eastern Conference teams because it seems like outside of the Celtics, all the good Eastern Conference teams have terrific bigs. No, we still need to see the lineup with Jokic at point guard play the Rockets small ball lineup. With Bull Bull in? Yes, with Bull Bull in. I want to see that so badly. I don't know if we were playing the Nuggets. Just five but... seven-foot guys versus five six-eight guys. I bet it's a good chance we see that in the 3-6 matchup. I think it's a pretty good chance. I would love uh, to see Nuggets rock. That would be, oh, God, that would be so much fun. Like, what is it? Jokic, MPJ, Bol Bol, uh, who else? Hern- oh. Is Hernan Gomez still there? No, they traded him in the um, – with tra- yeah. And Murray and Harris? No, not Murray and Harris. No, they, they – what was their huge lineup that they played? Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Millsap. And then who else? I don't know. Oh, Jeremy Grant? Maybe. Oh, yeah, that must have been it. That's, yeah, see, that's a lineup where, like, everyone is at least, like, 6'7". That's a fun lineup play against the Rockets where no one is taller than 6'7". Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Gobert on the Celtics would be great just because of all the matchups. He'd match up well against Milwaukee, Philly, Miami with Bam. I love Bam. I, I love Bam. Oh, I love Bam, I, too. Yeah, I, Bam, he's so much fun to watch. He, I think it's... I think it's interesting that Gordon Hayward is the only guy the Celtics really lose out of this. They they seem to make out like bandits pretty well in this deal. Like they don't have any Nets picks left, for instance. We and, like that Grizzlies, Grizzlies pick, pick. It's not going to be that great. Yeah, especially with although, the... you never know. It could end up in the lottery this year. But what's the lottery protected for? It's what's it's that? it's top four protected. The Grizzlies pick. Right? The Grizzlies pick. The Celtics Grizzlies pick is top six protected. Okay, yeah. So it's not going to be great. Here here are two. Um, bigs that I want you to consider for the Celtics. One, Nurkic. He's, he's under contract. Oh, they're, they're not giving him up. He's such he's a good fit for that team. Deal. You see, you see him play the other night. Yeah. He's okay. How about deal. another Portland big, Myers exactly. Leonard? No, that's more interesting. Is, oh, is Myers Leonard on Miami. Yeah. Former Portland big. Oh. Wait, and they don't really need him. You know, what who if I'm you guys watching? got like one of the Lopez twins? No, no. You know, you know, what old and Brooke creaky Lopez, Lopez big, twins. What if you play, pay like Brook Lopez big money? We don't have money to pay. We don't, yeah, we don't have big money. We have, all yeah. we have is the mini mid level exception. Who I want, Aaron Baines. Give me Baines. Give you want me. him back? Yeah, I, I don't want, know why you guys ever gave him up. We it, because we needed to create cap space for Kemba. Yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate. Is he yeah. a free agent after this year? Yeah, hmm. we're we're a Baines away, and I think that um. There's a good chance that um, Phoenix might renounce him because they're they could be one of the big players of cap space. They're like one of the only teams yeah. in Atlanta. They have about eighteen to twenty million, depending on who they renounce and whatnot. They could um, sign someone like Gallinari. Here's a possibility for you guys. Yeah, one of the two Cleveland big men, Andre Drum- Drummond or Tristan Thompson. Uh, <laughs> I don't want Drummond. I'll I don't. I I do not want Drummond. I would take Tristan Thompson for the mini mid level. Yeah. I would also do that. Tristan Thompson, I feel like is almost underrated at this point. Because, yeah, because I mean, he plays on Cleveland and yeah, he was never the top, th- like, in the top three players on the team. 
You're not ex- he's not expecting big minutes anymore. He's not expecting to be the starter. He well, can I heard he turned down so- some big money. And, and I, I, honestly, yeah. I don't think he's coming to Boston because he's a clutch guy, and clutch hates Boston. Yeah, might be. But I don't know. He's a guy. He's a guy. Wanted the Rockets to get like, for like those minutes when Westbrook is on the bench and Harden might want you know a big guy to run pick and rolls with. You think we'll see some Tyson Chandler, who I heard hasn't no. been a goal since December? Uh, that's it. We're not going to see any Tyson Chandler. That's there's no way that's going to happen. The only way that happens is if like PJ Tucker gets hurt or Robert Covington gets hurt, and even then I don't know how likely it is. Uh, uh- We've seen like five. I've seen like five minutes of him playing on the Rockets. Maybe, uh, maybe like in a late game scenario where they're like down or up by twenty. The Rockets are full of players who I just say, man, they're still in the league. And then after they hit a shot, man, they're still performing. Like Jeff Matt, Green. Jeff Green is still on a roster. He's like forty. Ben, ben, ben McLemore was the next yeah. guy I was gonna say. Here's he, the secret: got dumped by the Kings and the Grizzlies. And still on the team. Tavos opted out of the bubble. Yeah, he opted out. But he's like still on the – it's like Jamari Carroll. Yeah, Jamari Carroll is still on the team. But here's a secret about, I think, Jeff Green. You should not sign Jeff Green at the beginning of the season. Jeff Green is not going to give you a full season's worth of effort. Sign him near the end of the season. Just say, hey, if you play 20 really good games, you'll get, like, a big contract next season because everyone's going to think you're bad. He a $15 million contract a couple of years back with Orlando after he was pretty good for Cleveland in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. All you – it's like – just do what he did for Cleveland. He, like, basically helped win game seven against the Celtics yeah. a couple years back, which, sorry to bring that up. But, like, that's I, he was, still haunts me because we just didn't score at all. I know. But Jeffrey just got buckets, played okay defense. It was, lo- it was great to see. But I think the – remember how P.J. Tucker the past couple of years was, like, the, at, the Rockets' go-to guy. Whenever you needed something to get done, you go, went to P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, eh. He's he's a I don't know I don't gonna say wash but he's like he's, he's 34 I think yeah exactly he's slowed down a little bit Chuck Hayes but yeah Barocco Robert Covington Big Block Bob he oh my goodness he is absolutely he's the perfect guy for this Rockets team because they need running they need guys who are like deflecting the ball in transition because the Rockets have terrible transition defense and always have because James Harden is a sieve in transition Russell Westbrook too so Robert Covington is like the Actually, like he's the what? The, he was the king of deflections when he played on the Sixers, right? Yes. He had that block. He, Robert Covington, all six, seven of him blocked Kristaps Porzingis at the rim. You know he, who would be perfect on the Rockets? Yeah. Who? Mark. Mark. Mark oh my God, I would die for that. Mark, you know what? who? You know what pisses me off when people always compare Marcus Smart to Patrick Beverly? Marcus Smart is closer better. to Raymond Green than he is to Patrick Beverly. Yeah. What, who people think uh, Eric Gordon is, Marcus Smart is actually that person. Maybe with less of a consistent three-point shot. Way less. Come on. Yeah. The first shot of the, the Celtics took, like, like the first three he took was a, was a 28-foot contested jumper. And there's literally no doubt in my mind that if it's 28 feet from Marcus Smart on a pull-up and there's a hand in his face, it's Maybe. not even going to hit the rim on the way in. It's literally the, nothing but the bottom. Eric like, Gordon has been shooting pretty badly this year, though. Guess what Marcus Smart's shooting for three this year? I would guess 31, 27. 31 percent. 27. 35. Oh! Think, that's better than James Harden. That's league average right there. Um, above league average by a little bit. I don't know. Marcus Smart. You know who was good 
it's unfortunate that Jason Tatum went for like two of 19 from the field and kind of was pretty terrible. But Marcus Smart was terrific. He was everywhere. He definitely, that definitely was an offensive foul on Giannis. Mm, man. Okay. Another thing you can't review a foul to be a flagrant foul and then call it not a foul. Yeah. That's a guy. That's I think not that how it works. The rules. Yeah. Also, we've had there were that, about I've seen three, that in the playoffs before. There were about three different fouls on Giannis on Giannis that could have been his sixth foul it's unfortunate I don't know but I think I think I honestly think the league wanted him in it did not want him out I mean like Marcus Smart known charge taker (laughs) sets up outside the circle and they give him an and one on that that really just mm. the only thing about Giannis is that like I don't know so Giannis was already moving when Marcus Smart got into position he was already moving towards there his foot was still on the ground, though. His foot was still on the ground. If, when Marcus Smart was in position? Because that didn't look like that to me. Yeah, it, yeah, but you'll forget. Giannis has incredibly long legs. So he goes true, up. He starts going up. And it's like, oh, he's going way up. He must, he must be off the ground. And it's like, no, but he's actually yeah. – he has, he has his knee on the ground and his arms at the rim. Which is insane. Giannis, like, there was one dunk he had, like that Statue of Liberty flying through traffic, which is, oh, is freaking incredible. Well, didn't even, like, want to get in there. What? Yeah, yeah, no, I would. Uh, he's he's the new LeBron. You, like you just do, don't want to be in the paint. Exactly. But well, LeBron. Okay. Speaking of LeBron, who would you rather? Would you trade? Hypothetical world: Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for Giannis. Yeah. If I if I'm if I have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on my team, I don't care what team I am. I'm trading them for Giannis. The thing about Giannis is that like, that's a Finals contender all by itself. It's like the same way that LeBron. Like you just build a team around him. He's gonna get. He's. It's a finals possibility. If I didn't have a relationship with Jalen and Jason, then I would. I don't know if I would because I'm so high on Tatum. I'm still not high on Brown. Listen, I'm. I'm, I'm you're still not high, high on Brown. Too. I don't get that. I've been a high on Brown since day one. I've been. Oh. I've been high on Tatum all season. I just thought. I. I mean, like it was pretty clear that he, he was shooting like way too many long Sam, twos. Wasn't Sam, driving even last when year. Jalen was playing better than um Jason at the beginning of the year. You know, I've always been a Tatum guy. Well, yeah obviously but like Jalen got the max and I'm like now he's really going to get into his bag and start just and he just cooked the nets on Christmas yeah Brown is good Brown's a good Brown has been very good I mean what what it looks like to me is it's like uh Jason Tatum is like Paul as a Paul George type but is as good is trying to be as good as Kawhi Leonard while Jalen Brown is a Kawhi Leonard type but he might only be as good as like Paul George um so Here's my question for you, Harrison. Yeah. As a Rockets fan, who would you yes. have right now for the bubble playoff run? Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul? That's a terrific question. Oh, Chris Paul, he's been terrific this entire season. Russell Westbrook did hit a kind of clutch three. But I don't know. I feel like because it's the bubble versus the normal playoffs, I don't know. Like This might be the kind of situation where off the court, James Harden and Chris Paul would just butt heads, like, really, really badly. And so, like, having to live so close to each other, like, they probably would be next door even. I don't know. That might be a recipe for disaster. I think on the court, Chris Paul is clearly better. But with the current Rockets team as is constructed, I would not trade Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul right now because the team is constructed in such a way that Russell Westbrook is almost like the center in a way because he needs shooters all around him. So, like, last year's team, I definitely would rather have had Chris Paul than Russell Westbrook. But 
in this specific scenario in the bubble with the Rockets team as it is, I'd rather have. No, um, and, and part of my point when I brought up players who I'm trying to think could have, um, like, are they going to be better or worse? Um, it's kind of like with Chris Paul in mind, because who oh, knew? Terrific, yeah. Like, who knew what Chris Paul would have been when the Rockets traded him? Because he was going to going into his 34, 35 season, being paid forty something million. Yeah, like, it's true. And but I think a change of scenery. Like, I think a change of scenery for Mike Conley and Al Horford. I think if you swap those two out have Mike Conley in Philly as a good shooter who is yeah. allowing Ben Simmons to play a power forward. We keep saying Mike Conley's a good shooter. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, no. Mm. Mm. I don't know about a chief. Mike yeah. Conley's a good shooter. The Sixers are he where good, a good shooters shooter. go to die. It really right, is. I'm not a factor in this year because it's just a bad year. He's still shooting 37% from three. What's he shooting from the field? Got to be below 45. But yeah. also, like, if he, on he, that he, team, he's also got – on that team, though, he's still got – I wonder what, how, what percentage of open looks he's getting because he's also got Donovan Mitchell. He's also got Joe Ingles. He's also got Bojan Bogdanovic. Well, That's just no, a but tough all those take. guys, teams respect them. Teams respect them enough to space the floor. No one respects any of the other players on Philly as far as spacing goes. You also goes. have to consider the fact that if he's there, then Ben Simmons isn't having the ball in his hands at all times, and then you can allow him to operate from the dunker spot like a power forward yeah, yeah oh. which is get Ben Simmons out of Philly I, I don't know yeah why. it's I not work. I like get him out of Philly the stay there he's uh, there's yeah. like if you want and, one guy to stay it's got to be Embiid you know what's you know honestly what I think would really help Philly which is crazy to say because I've always been a huge Simmons guy since like day one yeah Ingram over Simmons yeah I'd love honestly. to see it I'd love to see it okay here's the Ingram and Simmons are just two such fascinating players because I think they've both been put in really bad situations. Yeah. Ingram is a guy who does not work if he doesn't have the ball in his hands a lot of the time. But unfortunately, he's been – first he was with LeBron. I mean, not for – obviously only for one season, but like when just when he was starting to try to come into his own, he has LeBron. And then this season, when he's on his own for a while, he's averaging 25 points a game, 50% on catch-and-shoot threes, which is nuts to me. He has Zion coming, and he, he just, his production just drops when Zion comes in because it's two ball-dominant forwards who basically turn Ingram into a guy who all he can do is really, like, they kick out to him. It's crazy yeah. you have so, some duos yeah. who are ball-dominant that just work together and somehow find a way to work together, yeah. like Westbrook and Harden, and then you have the— No, even Westbrook and Harden. But no, I, did, I think they work well together. But that comes with maturity. Don't forget, those are— Yeah, they're 30-plus, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Kawhi they, Leonard and Paul George, I think, are a better example, or LeBron and AD. Well, because they, well, Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I know they. Well, Paul George isn't really that ball dominant. That's true. That's true. Um, and then AD isn't that ball dominant either. Which he should be. Much He's just more dominant, dominant when he has. The I don't know why he isn't. AD. AD should be taking charge and saying, "Hey, LeBron, I'm better at scoring than you." It's been clear this whole season. But that's for another time. But yeah, so. so and then Simmons obviously is in the worst possible situation where all he needs is like is shooters surrounding him, and he has none. Oh, okay. And is shooting. Crazy, but how big of a drop off do you think the Bucks would have if they swapped out Giannis for Simmons? I think Simmons would be terrific on the team. I think that's that would be a tailor team that's tailor made for. Simmons. Exactly. I don't just... think I don't think they'd be number one in the East, but I think they would be still a Finals contender. Yeah, man, Middleton I... and Simmons. I'd love to see that. Middleton is so good. 
Have you he, seen his shooting numbers? His shoot. Yeah. Okay, first of all, his shooting numbers are unreal. He's and he can get create. Up 50, 50, 40, 90, as Joe told me earlier. And then anytime yeah. he took – so I got – somebody shared a tweet with me that said – that was like Chris Middleton has a game against the Celtics, and the meme is – and I took that personally. <laughs> I saw that meme. But, yeah, so yeah, Chris Middleton is going to make probably – third team all nba this year which is Wait, you guys want to run crazy. through your all nba teams uh, I, I made a list a while back but i want most people still stand i think all right so how about i read mine and you guys tell me where you disagree and i'm going to change a couple of this stuff around because i disagree with it now all right first team two guard spots harden and luca yeah yep. yeah uh forward spots lebron and Kawhi. i think ad might be there no, no, eighties at my center. Oh, okay. He's eligible. Like a large number of people are eligible for. Wait, LeBron and Kawhi. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. What? And we have to base. So we're not. Yeah, taking- is Giannis just not there? Oh my God, I'm an idiot. This this was, uh, that was supposed to be Giannis. It was supposed to be Giannis. Kawhi's on my second team. Kawhi's yeah. in two places. I don't know why. But we also have to like. Do I think I just spelled his name right? I feel pretty proud of myself. No, um, by the way, do not factor in. Any of the um, games that? Yeah, no, it's it's just based on before the bubble. Yeah, this is it's only based on pre-bubble. I'm not counting any stuff that's been going on right now. All right, so I'll bring that up when I get to my third team. So, do you guys think that's pretty good, or yeah. who? All right, so second team is where it gets a little more interesting. Guards: Damian Lillard and Chris Paul. I'm with you there. Ooh, Chris Paul on second team. Chris Paul. Ooh, so good this year. 100%. So good. Yep, yeah. that's, that's my guys. Yep. Like, I, we talked about some different pod, but, like, that lineup of Schroeder, Chris Paul, and SGA has, like, a – what is it? Like, a plus 30 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the three-guard lineup. I want to put Westbrook there, but I guess, yeah, Chris Paul has outperformed him. Yeah, I think Chris Paul has definitely outperformed Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Russell, well, again, Russell Westbrook had, like, a two-month stretch. I think it's still going on. Where, like, he was scoring 20 points every season, and he was just easily the most dominant player on the Rockets. I think Harden, I don't know if he was tired or what, but Russ just, like, took over the team and was averaging, like, 30 a game, act, like, actually shooting – after, I think, January 1st, was actually shooting well from the three-point line. I think he had an insanely high um, field goal percentage, and that was some really – I think he was averaging, like, 31, 8, and 7 over that stretch. But, right, yeah, Russ, Russ is on my third team. But, all right, so now – Forward spots. So this change. So I wrote this a little. I did not write this. Uh, I have an interesting in like forward. March. I have an interesting fourth in, forward. All right. So my fourth, third, and fourth forwards: Kawhi Leonard. And okay. Yep. You're gonna like this, Jason Tatum. I have. Yep. We we are mirroring each other. Yeah. I, I had Ingram. Ingram. Really. Really. Yeah. I Ingram was very good this year. I don't have. Let's see. Nah, I might be biased because but because yeah. of that first game, but I I it's it would it would be between Tatum and Ingram. Yeah. I, I would think have... Tatum I think Tatum was more dominant in his stretch of dominance and Ingram was in his stretch of dominance like earlier on in the season. And Tatum has done it more recently. I mean there's recency bias there, but also it's as it gets tougher, it gets tougher the closer we go to the playoffs. And my center, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I have Embiid. I have Jokic. I have Jokic as my third team center. I think Jokic has also been incredible this year. I think you're kind of splitting hairs between those two, but I think Embiid, my, at least my third team center is yeah. really going to get you guys. 
Is it gonna be Bam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Because I I I yeah. want I want to put him there, but I can't. Uh, Jokic is I kind of like Jokic right. too much. And you guys don't don't have to don't want to complain about the Jimmy Butler choice. I have Jimmy oh, Butler. Sorry, Butler. Sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, my third team. Huh? I you know, do you Jimmy guys like Trey Young? Yeah. No. No. All right, my third is Beal, team is, wait is Beal the other one? No, no. All right, third team. My third team guards, Russell Westbrook. Yep. And Chris Middleton. All right, so basically, I also have and I have Simmons as a forward. You could exchange Simmons or Middleton, but I have them both on my third team as like guard slash forward. I and would my have. Other, I would and have Jimmy Butler. Beal it's and like Butler. You all three of those guys, uh, Butler, Simmons, and Middleton, are eligible to both guard and forward. Yeah. But I, I, have have Beal and Bu- I have Beal team. and Butler. I have B- Butler and Westbrook as my guards, Siakam and Middleton. Siakam's a good choice. And Bam is my center. For I, have, I have Siakam and Tatum. That's and an NBA Jokic. Twitter kind of th- uh, 13. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I love not, Bam. I, I love to. Bam, I think at the end of his college career, just suddenly like started morphing into the kind of guy. Like, wait, this guy's bigger than everyone else on the court. He can actually like take the ball up the court, up and down, and, and he can jump shots. higher than everybody else. Exactly. Like he's a bigger, he's a more athletic yeah. worker. And like seeing Bam become the guy he was late at Kentucky has been really impressive to watch. And obviously, he's better than that too because he's a great facilitator now. I know you guys have Embiid because I was listening. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like, I, I haven't had a chance to watch as much basketball this past year as I would have liked to. I, I've, I watched every yeah. summer game, but I didn't have a chance to watch all the national games, mm-hmm. like school and all this shit. Yeah. So I rely a lot, and I take Zach Lowe's opinion as – Zach Lowe doesn't have him on the second or third team. Nope, and neither did um, Jackie McMullen or um, Tim McMahon. None of yeah. them had they, – they all had Gobert on their third team. No, oh, Gobert. That's, no, yeah. no. Listen. I don't watch a lot of There's jazz no games. Anti Gobert, which also, I'm, I'm well, no, I'm in, I'm anti Gobert on the Celtics, and I'm I, I'm anti Gobert as an all-rounded player. Okay, but just this they, year, we're looking at all NBA. Adebayo played 66 games. I'm pretty sure Embiid played 45. That is a big difference. Okay, yeah, maybe I did write this list too early because uh, Bam's yeah. team was better. Yeah, by we, a little bit. Team not success is not supposed to be that heavily influenced. I think it should when one team was supposed to be great and is a sixth seed and one team was supposed to be a seventh or eighth seed and they're a four seed. I'll put Jokic as second team. I'll put Jokic on second team because Jokic had a really good year. Like he started a little slow. He was dominant after that though. But then, yeah, I guess you have, you have Embiid, you have Gobert and you have Bam. Yeah. I love Bam. I'm sure I'll have him as one of my top three centers next year, but Embiid has been still been very very dominant games. Bam, bam, <laughs> guys, this just in: Yohannes Cespedes has not reported to the ballpark today and has no reason. Yeah, uh, well, let's see, honest. Probably, uh, probably got his foot stuck motor, in a m- motorbiking while uh, frying up a pig. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's going to be funny is um, next year, just think about how deep and talented the league is. Um, if guys come back from injury and yeah, unfortunately, this year's draft is kind of bleh. And this past, other this past year's draft was also kind of bland. Luka Garza is staying know. in Iowa, by the way. You never know. That Iowa team's gonna be stacked. You, you never know what's gonna happen in the draft, though. I'm not. I'm not a college basketball guy. I'm not gonna pretend to be. Yeah. I know that there is no blue chip prospect, but 
of, you, you know that there's going to be at least one or two all-stars coming out of this draft. It could be yeah. picked seven and 13, 15 and 30. But well, I don't know. Who says they're – of course there are going to be because what this draft does have, even though it, it's not – it's not great at the top. Like the, the best prospects, the reason that they're up at the top is because they have the potential to be really incredible, but they also have low floors. Yeah. But there are a lot of guys with decently high floors. The draft does have a lot of, like, uh, fifth, sixth uh, guy on your roster depth. So it's like a good draft to have the 14th, uh, 25th. 28th 30th, pick, yeah. Like it's, the uh, NBA Celtics do? Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's a good year to be, a, like, a playoff team almost if you yeah. have – you got, you got picks. Because you're probably going to get a guy who, like – Like a bunch of Grant gonna, Williams? Like what, who? Yeah, yeah Grant Williams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you got to love Grant Williams, A&M yeah. guy. I met Grant no, Williams. Tennessee, no, he's Tennessee. Tennessee, he's Tennessee. Sorry, Jesus. I met. Oh, Grant. I'm thinking of Robert Williams. Sorry, you're thinking. Yeah, I met Grant Williams on the T, and he is short for a quote-unquote NBA. Yeah, game. he's like six eight. Is, no, is he shorter than six eight? He's shorter. Five six six. Oh he's my like god. Five or six inches taller than me, and like <laughs> I'm like six feet. So yeah. But he's he's built. He's wide. No, he's he is wide. He's, he's he a wide guy. He's at least two He's a he's got a whack. But it's he's like, like Zion. 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 Yes, he's a, he is. He's got the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. back wagon. <laughs> what I tell you, he's the, one of the nicest people I've ever met. He was giving tours to kids who went to his old high school in North Carolina just to tour Boston. Talked to some schmuck on the tee for like for ten minutes about basketball. That's pretty cool. That's he's pretty just, cool. Like a yeah. super, super nice guy. Like he's really smart, as everyone says. He's gonna be in the league. For he's a, he can't. He was like a big leader on the Tennessee team. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he'll ever average more than like seven points a game in a season, but he will be in the league for ten years. And yeah, he he's a he's like, a very good bench guy. Yeah, like, yeah. like a like a great role player kind of guy. Jared Dudley, team chemistry guy. <laughs> yes, he yeah. is Jared Dudley. All right, so we talk about. Do you guys want to talk about the games, or we could no? either we could do we, games or we could do the playoffs. Or the playoffs, yeah. No. Because we had some good games that. Again, that Roka tip in was incredible. Uh, again, like we t- Sam and I talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, scored I, I, I twenty-one was, points. I couldn't watch that game because I'm at work and my boss. Like, I'll try to like ha- be on my phone and like my boss is super old. Yeah. School. No phone. Not is like not oh, his his line is not while I'm paying you. So <laughs> and like That's I'm working every day, like yeah. eight So I don't have. But Carmelo was great. Um, that Grizzlies team. I'm a little worried. Like. John Morant is great. I'm a little worried about like what a guy that small is going to be able to do in the playoffs because it seemed like he struggled. Um, Nurkic rejected him pretty well in that game, but yeah, Nurkic is back. Um, They're way ahead of schedule. Yeah, that's true. And I love Brandon Clark before the draft. Brandon, look, okay, so we should mention this. Yeah, Brandon Clark, Zion had set the record for PR in college basketball. Right, he had like a 40 PR which is literally insane. Yeah. It's insane to think about. Oh. Brandon Clark had a PR over 30. Wait, he was, is PR calculated differently in college? No, well, I mean, I it's 40 minutes. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's 30 is – no, 30 is what's supposed to be like – No, I know, but it's 40-minute game. Yeah. No, yeah. 30, 30 is MVP. If Wait, 30 is MVP. Is 15 had, supposed to be the average as it is in the NBA? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zion had 40. Holy he had 40. Shit. But Brandon Clark – like if Zion isn't in, doesn't play. Brandon Clark, he still has a thirty plus PER. Okay. He was, the the things talk- that Brandon Clark can do, great passer, uh, underrated passer, really good defender, has 
weirdly great hops. Like the same, you know, like the way that Zion can like jump, come down, then jump again. Yeah. Really quickly. He's like his second jump. Brandon Clark is also really good at doing that. He's very can we like, talk about the fact though, and I'm not a college guy. Why is there such intense bias against four-year players in the draft? All right, so here, here it is because – Brandon Clark was a four-year player, yeah. Four-year player, but here's the, here's, there's two reasons. One, if you stay four years, that means you're probably not as good because you could have declared for the draft. But if you are that good, you don't have – you're already like two or three years older than the people yeah. who have – Like Spicy uh, P. Yeah. Siakam. Yeah. Was a like he's guy. older, so he, ha- he has already wasted two years or three years that he could have been developing in the NBA and getting more accustomed to the NBA game. Or can exactly. you imagine if the Celtics, who had the 16th and 23rd pick in that draft, took Spicy P over Gershon Yabaselli and or... Uh, Would have been a great choice. I mean, yeah. But Siakam, no one knew was coming. The issue with Clark, I think, is that a lot of people were talking about this guy. I think Jonathan Sharks had him third on his draft board. And guess where... Well, yeah, because that, that was yeah. the Gonzaga team that made the title game. Yeah. And so, Brandon, so what's it called? Um, Sharks' top three, I remember, was it was Zion, Ja, and Brandon Clark. And those three guys yeah, are going to finish in the, the top three best, of Rookie yeah. of the Year voting. So, I think that's, yeah. There were people who were talking about it. I think teams are just like, oh, but like this guy, we can bet on him. Which, I guess, it's better for Clark to be on a team that's competing for the playoffs than on a team that's like, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons or something, where it's, he's not going to be able to help for a while. But, yeah, what's up with that team? The, yeah. man, they're stuck in the middle, bro. They are the classic stuck in the middle. Yeah, they can't they can't blow it up, and they can't make the playoffs. What would it take to get rid of Blake Griffin? You would have to give me a lot Too of much. different players. They would need, have to give they me would a need lot. to keep Christian Wood, uh, which I don't even know what they're going to be able to do, even though like not that many teams are going to have cap space. They have, oh, they have so much cap space. Yeah. Detroit, like, what if he doesn't want to come back? I don't know. I think pretty sure he's restricted. Is he? I guess, yeah, I guess they could match. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he, but like, what if the guy signs a one-year deal and he's you know, like, oh, I'll sign the tender. Go on board for, for um, Detroit to go into asset collection mode, try to get a few assets from Washington and just take on John Wall's contract and be like, fuck it, we're going to lose. At least like, let's we try to- the A seed. <laughs> yeah, like let, let's, tr- let's fight for that seventh seed. If, but I mean, what's that? That's the same thing they do every year. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they did when they got Blake Griffin. They were like, yeah, it was oh, like we're going to take on this great, greatly big contract and go for the seventh seed, guys. See, instead, get swept in the first round. Instead of trading Tobias Harris, Boban, and the Shea Gilgis Alexander pick, you're getting Troy Brown or uh, Mo Wagner, a first oh, round. Oh, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, Michigan man. No, he did not look great. I don't know if he's an NBA. Mo guy. Wagner, I'm pretty sure, uh, leads the league in charges per minute. Though that's a classic. Stat. That's your Goat big stat. 10 stat of the day. Big 10 stat Goat of the stat. day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so. Um, you want to talk playoffs then? Montrez Harrell lead the league with uh, 30 charges taken. Yeah. Like, Smart's got to be second. Walker's got to be up there too. Mo Wagner's third with 26 in like under 1,000 minutes. That's impressive stuff. That man it, takes like almost a charge a game. Yeah, that, that's your class. How, how long was Mo Wagner in college, Sam? Uh, two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 his, his little brother's like, on the team now. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why Frank Kaminsky was ever picked ninth in the draft. Because he was how on about, the Wisconsin team that beat Kentucky. Yeah. How about turning down um, the 
16th pick, which was Terry Rozier. The third pick next year, which was Jalen Brown. Michael Jordan is the worst GM ever. <laughs> didn't he um, – watch him about Thomas? Didn't he, like, turn – he was like, no, nah, I want to take Malik Monk when they had the same chance to take Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I understand that Donovan Mitchell might not be, like – might be a little overrated, but at the very least, he came out hot out of the gate. You said Donovan, Donovan Mitchell out of the tournament. Who well, would you rather have, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? Devin Donovan Booker. Mitchell. See, I agree with Devin Booker. Devin Booker, yeah. Devin Booker is, first of all, neither plays defense. So Donovan Mitchell Devin plays Booker. some defense. Come on. No, you think he plays defense because he has Gobert behind him. No, 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 no. That's not what I think of it. The guy's 6'1". He's not Kyle Lowry. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's not great off the ball. He's better. He can't pass. He, you know, oh, I learned this last night, actually because I was reading about the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert stuff. Apparently Donovan Mitchell was, first of all, his dad is an exec with the Mets. And Donovan Mitchell was a baseball player till he was 16. Yeah. yeah. What? No one yeah. ever told me this. That's crazy until he broke his wrist. No. That's insane. But regardless, um, what was I going to say? So Devin Booker scores much more. I don't, Donovan Mitchell is never going to have an 80-point game. Devin, it was 70. Like, also, it was a BS 70-point 70. game. Whatever. I think, didn't they lose to the Celtics? Yeah, they lost to the Celtics. They kept fouling <laughs> down 20 so they could get him more points. <laughs> but Devin Booker, Devin Booker is like, the way Harden is a legit offensive talent, maybe I'm the same way, but Devin Booker is legitimate offensive talent. Donovan Mitchell might be a better floor general. He might, but I don't know. He's like, he's, he's kind of inefficient as a scorer. Devin Booker is a lot more efficient. Devin Booker, I think, has gotten some bad habits from being on the Suns for so long. But at the same time, like, if you like plug him in on the Sixers or like some or some or maybe or some Who other, do you think like, would do better on the Sixers, Mitchell or Booker? Oh, Booker. Booker, yeah. That's like, that, like book like Booker and an Embiid. Like, trade I'm asking because I'm else. curious, not because I have an opinion on it. Yeah, trade everyone else. I want to see Devin Booker and Joel Embiid as like a pick and roll duo, which scares the living hell out of me. What about um, Booker going up to Minnesota with D'Lo and Cat? Uh, Will defense be played? I don't think the answer is yes. There was the ongoing debate. Does Cat play defense? Well, the stats say that he does. Oh, but he's out now, and now the Timberwolves aren't allowing 100 points a game. Oh, but he came back, and now he's blocking three shots a game. He doesn't oh, play but, good defense. No, <laughs> I think like, we've would, all come to the conclusion that yeah, he doesn't you would actually need, What? You would actually need five more players on the court just to play defense if they have Cat, D'Lo, and Booker on the same, at the same time. But Sam, do you think Hassan Whiteside's good? No. Okay, define good. You wanted me to. You ha, you wanted me to put him like top forty players in the league. Ugh. Ugh. What are you doing there? You Someone wanted to make him an All Star this year in the West. Okay, like, that can't be true. That no, can't be true. Yeah. 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 We were looking for like. Yeah, but. He put up better stats than you'd expect. Yeah, but he's not. I, I'll an admit that. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's not an All Star. Like, jo, did, John Mar- did John Morant even make the All Star game this year? No, I would take. Would, like you, Aaron, would you want Hassan Whiteside on the Celtics? No, but you would want Rudy Gobert. Yes, because <laughs> he's way better. Rudy Gobert. Well, I, no, I understand he's way better, but he's the same type of player. I'm not saying that their <laughs> skill level yeah, is comparable. There's like, this thing called defense. You want DJ Augustine on the Celtics? Uh, no. Do you want Chris Paul? It's oh, like, DJ. Oh, you know who's underrated? Who? I Aaron Holiday. For the last, yeah, but for the last about couple weeks, I've been serious, like weirdly high on the Magic. 
their DJ like that DJ Augustine Aaron Gordon like oh yeah you text together that. it's like it's strangely good stuff but Joe I just want to tell you this I, because I think it's really hilarious when what's called when Jonathan Isaac is on the court for the Magic they score 105 points for 100 possessions and give up 105 points for 100 possessions when Aaron Gordon is on the floor for the Magic they score 110 and give up 110 I don't know what that tells you. But it's very interesting. Ooh. But, you know. If I'm, if I'm going forward as the Magic, I'm taking Isaac over Gordon anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Isaac fits much more with that. Like, a, a, a front court in maybe like in a year or two of Isaac and Mo Bamba, like Mo Bamba who's now jacked, that's kind of scary. That's a what really about, good defensive front court. What about like a Aaron Gordon for DeMar DeRozan deal? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see what Marcus the benefit Aldridge. for either team is. You have to get rid of like – Oh, Lamar- no, LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. That, that, that's, I've been harping on that trade. LaMarcus DeMar DeRozan? DeMar DeRozan is on the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. DeMar DeRozan. Wait, so LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets? Interesting. Yeah. Are you trying to make like an all-Texas team? Yes. With Jared Allen, KD, LaMarcus Aldridge? No, no. They, they'd probably trade Jared Allen because they oh. need to get so I'm thinking also, like, Jared oh, Allen isn't, you know, Kyrie doesn't really consider him to be that yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like, the, uh, KD's a Texas guy. All of his yeah. Texas guys. Are they all clutch guys? Do they need to get PJ Tucker too? Uh, DJ, get DJ Augustine. On the DJ team. Augustine, another Texas guy. Yeah, DJ, like, you could have a lineup of all Texas guys. Yeah. If that somehow happened. Get Mo Bamba on the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they already have a, pick and, a tech, UT pick and roll with Mo Bamba and DJ Augustine down in Orlando. Yeah. Maybe maybe LMA for Eric for Aaron Gordon. Mm. I mean it's a bad deal for Orlando, but still. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking um like and uh Jared Allen for Aldridge and Lonnie Walker. Another player I love Lonnie Weird Walker. Deal. Yeah, Lonnie Walker should be better than he is. He's a better defender than he he's not consistent enough, I guess. Is the best way to put it. Well, I mean that's the case with most young players. Yeah, hopefully he can put it together because he was fun in college. But let's see. Title picks or conference? yeah, let's go title picks. Well, let's go. Let's go you, conference finals teams. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Let's. Who do you guys think is going to make the conference semifinals? It dep- It really depends on the matchups. So want to go with let's current say, Let's say at yeah, current standings where we have um is our OKC or the Rockets in fifth right now? Let me check. I like, think OKC has got to be. I think. Wow. I think they're ahead. Even though they're tied, and OKC okay, is ahead. Yeah, tonight. yeah. All right. So you've got Lakers, Lakers versus either Grizzlies or Portland. Lakers win no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Clippers versus Mavs. Now here's what I think could be a little interesting. I think it's an interesting series just because yeah. the Mavericks have one of the best point differentials in the league. Yeah. If I mean, it's quite possible that like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to make it impossible for the Mavs to score at all uh, down the stretch. But at the same time, I don't know what they're going to do about Kristaps Porzingis. Because, like, we don't know when Montrez is coming back. He, he needs to get back into game shape. Uh, a lot of that team is just, like, it, a lot of guys who haven't been practicing have been in the bubble. I don't know. I don't think the Mavs would win the series, but I think they'd make it competitive. And then we've got Nuggets, Rockets. I think the Rockets would Rockets. win that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no home court anymore. If if the Nuggets had home court, then I honestly would pick them to win the series because they have better home court than anyone else in the NBA. Ah, uh, Philly. Yeah. But, but first, oh, 
We got a good. We got a four or five in the Philly's West. We got weird. the Philly's weird. Yeah, we got. Oh, we talking about home court advantage. Yeah. Philly has like the weirdest home court advantage I've ever seen. Oh yeah, makes no sense. Makes no sense. I yeah. or it has to make sense in some way, but like, I really don't know what. Maybe that's only Joel Embiid only cares about fans at home. Um, and then four or five. Know, he cares is, about live sports. He doesn't care about fans. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz Thunder. Who do you got for that? Thunder. No, oh, that was pretty quick. No Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Go like, I don't know how much that Thunder team scores, but that could be SGA's coming out party. Lakers, yeah. Lakers, Thunder though. That's kind of a buy for the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. But what, what if you get Rockets Jazz instead? Let's say the Thunder falls to the sixth seed. Let's let's consider that scenario. Rockets Jazz still Rockets. No Rockets Lakers. Rockets, Rockets beat Lakers. the Lakers in their first game with the new Lakers with the new stuff. The Rockets. Lakers are beating the Rockets. Okay. Yeah, but, all right, so it's almost definitely going to be Lakers-Clippers, you think, in the yeah. conference finals? Yep. Yeah. And then over in the East, I kind of like what the Pacers are doing. Okay, Celtics-Sixers is currently the first-round matchup. What are I we got, seeing with that? What are we seeing with that? I'm very pessimistic about, against, about us against the Sixers. I think that's okay. Al Horford being dominant. Here's something I want to talk about the Sixers. All right, so – Sixers, we should mention, just got 53 points dropped on them by TJ Warren, which is not great. Tough luck. You know, Ben Simmons, who I've talked about as a terrific defender, great on-ball guy, you, sh- you could put him on the best player on the other team and he should be able to shut him down. Guess who was TJ Warren's primary defender the entire game? I'm going to guess Ben Simmons. Yeah. He was lazy. He was like basically trying to run up behind him and block him. Is like, it was like he wasn't even trying to play defense on him. Ben Simmons was terrible. Shake Milton and Joel Embiid got into a shouting match. Joel Embiid finished with 41 points and was the only guy besides Raul Neto to be a positive plus minus. My guy, Howl. <laughs> Howl. And Shake Milton, let's just say this. The Sixers talk about needing a point guard for their team. Shake, Shake Milton, Milton scored zero points. They lost by six. TJ McConnell for the Pacers scored 10. Did the Bring Sixers in Mike getting rid of TJ McConnell? People were talking. People were talking up Shake Milton, and he scored zero points on one shot in 18 minutes. Played decent defense, but still not a good look. Yeah, I still think it's a matchup nightmare for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, because they're too big. A lot of big bodies. They're too big. Al Horford is too good. Tatum needs to step up. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to drive, it, it, or at least it should be hard to drive on that Sixers team, but the Pacers are doing it the entire time. It's, it really I'm a little worried about Philly. Is Embiid. What? Yeah. How engaged is Embiid on both ends? And, and we know Embiid hates the Celtics. Yes. So he's going to try to, like, Yeah, he's going to get up for the game. Humble them. But and we don't yeah. have Baines. We don't have Baines to put a body on him. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. You don't have enough bodies to put on him and hope, like, he eventually picks Cantor's up. Cantor's going to get up. folded like a lawn chair. But, no, but the, the thing yeah. about Cantor is Philly doesn't have that kind of small guard who is able to truly punish Cantor in the pick and roll. I mean, Simmons, true. but at least Cantor can sit back and get in position down in the paint. So he's not going to get killed. Like he's playing like a Kyle Lowry or something like that. That's a fair point. It's not like and Josh Richardson is going to do Robert it. Williams. This could be Robert Williams is coming out party playing 15, 20 minutes and putting an fouling Joel Embiid on Embiid. Yeah. Tobias Harris, like... He's a glorified spot-up shooter. 
Yeah, Tor- Tobias Harris needs to have a good series for the Sixers to beat the Celtics. But, but let's say we don't get Sixers Celtics. Let's say we, we get what I think would be a f- super fun series, Sixers Heat. Ooh. What are we seeing? What are we seeing there? I'm going Heat. Heat. Heat, yeah. Bam, Jimmy. Second oh, to none, Kendrick. Yeah. The only thing I'm sad about is Myers that, Leonard. The only thing I'm sad about is that the Bucks have absolutely dominated the Heat when they played them. Giannis has like just completely owned Adebayo. Which yeah, is so that's a, the one kind of four matchup would be horrible. Yeah, it's, that would suck a lot. But like, never know. Jimmy Butler could get hot. Jimmy Butler could like suddenly start making shots. But yeah, that's a super fun team. Maybe Duncan Robinson gets hot for a game. What do you mean? Maybe, maybe he's going to get hot. Fine. Maybe Duncan Robinson gets hot for seven games. But no, it's not a maybe. He's a Michigan man. He's yeah. going to get hot. That would be... You just try and stop him. Yeah. If Adebayo can step up, that would be a terrific series. But I think it's a year too early. I think next year, that's a phenomenal, like... I think the Heat could be the second seed in the East, depending on how the Celtics do. What about the Nets? Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. Um, well... Uh, is Kyrie going to be on this planet? We should year. mention that KD... This teams did not always get the number one seed or two seed in the playoffs. But, yeah, I don't know. Kyrie, that's it. Kyrie and KD are great together. But, we okay. don't know if they're great. Yeah. They're, they're, great. they're great. I don't know about together, yeah. They're and so couple. then the next we've got um, – I mean, if we have Pacers heat, I assume you guys picked them the heat. Yeah. yeah. Pacers have no chance. Raptors probably against the Magic. I don't no. think they're going to give them that much trouble. Um, so Raptors seem guys... like they kind of slid into that two seed. Raptors? Yeah. I don't know how Raptors? legit they are for... The Raptors, Zach Lowe has talked about this, and like you can see it. The Raptors have such a good team defense. They you do. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Sol earlier. I mean, Marcus Sol is a great defender for that team. Pascal Siakam is a great defender for that team. Lowry's Kyle Lowry dropped 33 and 14. Yeah, 14 rebounds for Kyle Lowry. The 14 rebounds, not assists, rebounds. Kyle Lowry it just goes so... Under the radar all the time. Yeah, they just yeah. beat the Lakers. Yeah, because he's short. Sam, Sam, you talk about go over the radar. dropping into the two seed. They just beat the Lakers. They're the defending champions. Yeah. Only one of those two things actually means something, probably. But they just I, beat yeah, the Lakers. I, I yeah. guess I'm more, more I can't get a read on them. Yeah. I think well, it's because we're so bogged down in the fact that they lost a top three why? league that yeah. we just can't fathom the fact that a team could lose its by far best player a two-time finals MVP and not replace him with anyone other than what they already had on the roster and still be a championship contender. To be fair, to be fair, um, they were the number one seed in the East. Remember, number one seed? Yeah, they were the number one seed in the East two years ago. So it's a good team. Nick Nurse, obviously, yeah. The team isn't that different. Fed Van Bleed has developed. Pascal Siakam has been great. They reinvent themselves well enough and Nick Nurse might win coach of the year. And oh, he will. He, he will. will. Yeah. For good reason. He's been great, although I think Billy Donovan also deserves some consideration. Chris Paul does. <laughs> um, but let's see. So what do you guys – I know you guys are Celtics fans, but what do you guys have for the one and two – who do you guys have for the semifinals? So, sorry, conference finals. If, if the Celtics avoid Philly in the first round, yeah. I have Celtics, Bucks. Yeah, I think – yeah. Bucks and six. Do you, have, do you have the Bucks over the Sixers? Oh, yeah, you have the Heat, you have the heat beating the Sixers, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So you think the Celtics would beat the Raptors? I do. Yeah. It'd be a seven-game series, but I, I give the edge to the Celtics just because I think they have more top-end talent. I do think they have more top-end talent, yeah. Um, 
and I guess this the which called they don't really have anyone to punish the Celtics like down on the block. No, like yeah, Siakam yeah, is fine, your best guy. But I don't think Marcus Saul is going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll punch you, but he's not going to kill you. Same thing with yeah. Ibaka. And Kyle, Siakam, yeah, Kyle oh, Ibaka's definitely going to punch you. Yeah, but Lowry and Smart kind of like are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, Lowry is each other more refined, offensive, yeah. smart. And Kemba Walker, he needs a little, a little bit coming back, but he's, I think he's better than Fred Van Vliet. Oh, yes, by far. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Fred Van Vliet. Loved him back at Wichita State. Wichita, those, uh, those, Wichita. Oh, those teams were incredible. Uh, but, yeah, I remember, uh, wish Clee Anthony early last year. Anthony early. Nick's oh, what a, what a guy. What uh, a guy. And so... Somehow, of course, the Knicks end up with the only two two of the three guys from those teams who actually aren't any good in Ron Baker and Clay Anthony Early. And the Raptors end up with Fred Van Vliet. But what can you do? They are all right. And so finals picks? Bucks, Lakers. Bucks, Clippers. Clippers. Really? You think the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers? Clippers are the best team in basketball by far. Mm. No, 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 the Lakers are. Not the Clippers. Why? Why do you think that? Think about their depth. Think about – they can play any style because think about it this way. Well, they have to play a very specific style against the Lakers. So, but against any team, you can, you can play Kawhi and Paul George against any team, no yeah. matter. Because they're two terrific two-way wings. Yes. And then you want to go defensive, you go Pat Bev. You put um, – Zubak is good. Harold's developed. They – Joe Kim Noah. I would <laughs> not – throw him out. Marcus if Morris. You forgot Marcus Morris. Yeah. yeah, Landry Shamet, Reggie Jackson, Landry Shamet, another Wichita State shocker. Yeah, I know they did. They did dominate uh, the Pelicans last night. I would not be shocked if Joe Kim Noah puts a body on AD for like a ten-minute stretch and foils him. And yeah. all that you need is, is that to happen once, and you probably win that game. And they have Jermichael Green. They're so deep. But haven't you heard? Like, I mean, I haven't you lo- heard that the Lakers got LeBron and AD? I, I do love listing Lakers uh, bench players, or I guess some of them are even starters. Which is yeah, they're the best right? players. Man, they got Dion and Jr. Bro, they and with, along with Javale and Dwight, they, the Lakers are the classic team who'd expect to be so bad in the bubble because every one of the guys besides like LeBron and AD and Danny Green are maybe not the most high character of guys. Let's just call them goofballs. Easily distracted. Easily distracted. No, they're full senders. Prevail. <laughs> they're not. Ha- they're not half senders. And Dwight Howard is an anti-vaxer and is like one of the more put-together guys on your team. I don't know if that's a good thing. Caruso. But... Yeah, Caruso. The Caruso. Caru- oh, Caruso and Daniel House. I know they're both A and M guys, and so yes. I should hate them. But they're phenomenal. They're- it's so much fun watching them be great in this league. I can't believe that a guy who went bald at probably the age of 12 is one of the best players on what could be a championship-winning team. Yeah. But, the bald yeah. mamba. Yeah. Incredible. Like, he, he's the perfect guy for that Los Angeles team. Like, of all, like, he was a meme last year. It's the meme team, but, like, he's somehow not this year, and he's just jacked. They need Nick Young back. <laughs> he is retired and living the life, I'm sure. Nah, he should be back on the Lakers hitting shots. He should be. He should be. I mean, they, they could use a guy like him. Who, they, who else is on that team? Rondo. Oh, wait, he's not. Oh, he Rondo's got injured. Not. Yeah, he got a KCP. hit. KCP. KCP? 
clutch clutch guy getting paid. He's he's like the epitome of a clutch guy. I, I know LeBron and AD are amazing, but this team does not have the depth. Yeah. Listen, the lake like an injury to Dion Waiters could spell doom for them. An injury to <laughs> an injury to Danny Green could spell doom to them. But I do agree with you that the Clippers have the depth, and so I think they're built the most to like last longer than anyone else. I think but the a- Lakers have the Lake. No one else has two top five guys in the league. I know that okay. there are probably seven the- top five guys in the league or eight top five guys. Okay, I think there's seven guys. Okay, if you want to count Katie and Steph as guys in the league, even though they're hurt. Yeah. If you don't count them, then yes, two top five guys, but two of the top seven, two of the superstars. Okay, LA has one tier one superstar and then one tier two borderline superstar star. Yeah, PG then, looks great. PG has looked great in the way, bubble. Way better supporting cast. A yeah. million times better. You're going to compare Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Marcus Morris, Landry Shamit. Yeah, a supporting cast that we should mention. I am, in fact. Took two games from the Golden State Warriors with a healthy KD last year. Yeah. One of those games was a surprise. The next the game they won was a blowout. I mean, the yeah. second half of the first game was a blowout. Yeah. But to be fair, so is the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, the Clippers, I almost think the Clippers are a better team. I'm, uh, I'm still somehow surprised that the Lakers ended up as the, one, the number one seed. It still like blows my mind that a team that seems only built for the playoffs is doing this well. I still don't know who to pick. I honestly don't know who to pick. I'm just kind of hoping that like I don't know the Rockets or like the Mavericks like surprise one of those teams and we get an insane Western Conference Finals that nobody in the NBA office expected. No, but <laughs> yeah, nobody expected it. <laughs> I I I just I want that. Money that it's going to be Lakers Clippers. What? I'd be willing to put a lot of money that's Lakers Clippers. Also consider the fact that in the bubble without fans, it would be like seven straight road games for the Clippers. Yeah. We were playing the Lakers. But I think it would be seven straight road games for the Clippers outside yeah, of the out bubble. Out of the bubble. Out of the, that's what I thought you meant. Outside that's what I'm saying. Bubble. Out of the bubble. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we do have oh. more of an advantage here. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess the Yeah, rest what's Philly going to do without their home court advantage? What are they going to do? But they don't have – what you know? They don't have to, the issue of playing on the road. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Philly's going to be weird. Philly's going to be so weird. But which of these teams – Okay, who's, who's an underrated team who you think their style will actually work really well in a seven-game series? Who isn't one of the top two seeds in the West or the East? Well, I mean, I would only consider Heat, the – Heat Mavericks? Yeah, I think the Heat. Yeah, that's Heat a good Mavericks. Choice. It's, again, unfortunate. If, if the Heat were like the three seed, if the Heat somehow were able to upend the Celtics and take the three seed, which I don't think is possible, then that would be a really interesting team that like could take out the. I Rams. would love to see the Miami Vice uniforms. Just yeah. every. Oh, game. we're gonna see him. We're gonna see him. I hope we don't. If we don't see a Miami Vice court, if we don't see like the end, the bubble court changed for Miami Vice style, then what are we even doing here? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any chance? Uh... LeBron wins the MVP? No. <laughs> he shouldn't. Couldn't imagine. He, do, he should not. Uh, there's no way. Again, votes are already in, right? No? I don't know when votes no. are supposed to be in. So, yeah. In. Yeah, Giannis is winning MVP. No one's picking LeBron. I mean, LeBron might get like 10 to 20% of the vote. Giannis is getting a, a vast majority of it because he's been the better player this year. Giannis was an MVP last year and leveled up this year. I don't know. It's, it's insane to see his stat line because it doesn't seem it's, – it's like prime Shaq but in less minutes, a few minutes. 
Chris Middleton's per 36 it. Yeah. That team is – I doesn't it have, like, maybe the best net rating in NBA history? Well, their point differential is 11.3. Yeah, point differential. That's what I mean. Yeah, they have the best point differential, I think, in NBA history. It's – it's like they have a really good defense. Their team defense works really well because it's Giannis who funnels guys to the Lopez, one of the Lopez twins who just has their hands up the whole time. The 73 and, Warriors yeah. were 10.8. Yeah. It's Not like, far behind were the Spurs that year who were 10.6. Don't forget they went 66 and no, they went 67 and 15 that year. Wow. Yeah. No one ever remembers that. It's really unfortunate because that was an insanely good Spurs team. Yeah. But we were my pick to win the finals, but OKC beat them. Yeah, that I missed. That was a really through four games. They beat the Warriors too. They would if I remember correctly. They would have beat. I think they would have beat the Warriors that year. Would LeBron have beat them though? Who? The The Thunder. Thunder? No, the fifteen. I, I think so. It would have been really fun to watch though. Because that was Tim Duncan was still on the team. The the first playing like twelve minutes a game though. No, he he was more than that. Kawhi, though. Kawhi would have gone toe-to-toe with LeBron. Uh, well, yeah, that was the first year Kawhi was, like, an all-star. Yeah, but unfortunately, that Thunders team was too athletic for him. They had too much. All right. So, to end the pod, here's a thought exercise that I hope doesn't take too long. But I, want, I asked it to Sam, I think, the other day. Let's say Anthony Davis in, somehow, I don't know how he does this, reclassifies and is in the 2011 draft instead of the 2012 draft. That's the Kyrie Irving draft. Yeah. So let me just um, explain a few things like what happened from there. Well, I, so, I know the 2011 draft pretty well. Yeah. So, firstly, you have um, so you, you have Kyrie go who goes first overall. Let's say AD, which I assume is gonna have goes first overall instead. So AD goes to Cleveland, right? Yep. And that means Kyrie probably is the number number two pick, right, over Derek Williams, and he goes to Minnesota. Okay. This doesn't affect LeBron. For at the very least, the next three years, right? But then, summer of 2014, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love on that team. You have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love on the uh, on the Timberwolves, which I think is hilarious. And you have Anthony Davis, and what I this is this is only this is possible. I don't know if it would actually happen, but basically, um, the 10th pick in the draft. Uh, I believe Philly traded Drew Holiday for the 10th pick in that year's draft. In what year? Uh, in 2014. No, 2013, they traded Drew Holiday for the New Orleans. 20, right. 2013, they traded him for the 20, for uh, New Orleans' 2014 first-round pick. No. It was the sixth pick. Which it was, was for New Orleans and Noel and 2014. Oh, uh, oh which was Alfred Payton. Or sorry. Yeah. No, it was MCW, I think. No, because yeah. MCW was 13 and 20. Yeah, MCW yeah, yeah. was a smart draft. Right. So who went 10 that year? Um, wait. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Alfred Payton. It's the no, they- it, might, it might have been Alfred Payton, yeah. Um, let's, let me make sure. Let me pull this up. We're just nerding out, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Alfred Payton. You're right. All right, so they're the 10th pick. Let's say, I don't know, uh, Cleveland is like, we're getting, we're getting LeBron. We already have a terrific big man. Now we need to get a really good, or maybe not that they're thinking, but maybe like Philly. Because we know, we know New Orleans tried to get Drew Holiday. And I know that like David Griffin is a big Drew Holiday fan because as it seems like in New Orleans right now. 
So let's say that that trade still happens, but instead, I don't know, somehow Drew Holiday ends up going to um, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Like maybe it doesn't have to happen, but it could. Let's, so how do you view the NBA universe? You have Drew LeBron Holiday. Wins. What? LeBron comes out exactly the same. Does LeBron still go to the Lakers? Ooh. He and AD both go. He and AD both go to the Lakers. Really? But like at, at that point, why would you leave if you have the, the co-star you want? Because Just the yeah. glamour? Right. Yeah. yeah. What is, but like, much? first yeah. of all, okay, let's say, so first of all, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Getting the raw end of the deal like, like usual. With Tom Thibodeau as their coach. Maybe. Maybe not <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. 46 minutes a game. Maybe Rick Edelman. I don't know. But so, first of all, what's going on there? What's going on in Minnesota? Which I think is a hilarious, like, random outcome of this. Kevin Love is forced to play defense, but he doesn't know how. Minnesota, let's see how they've done in the standings in those years. That's they were of, terrible. They were terrible. They were terrible. They, because they picked Derek Williams. Derek Williams was no good. Arizona guy, Derek Williams. Listen, he I think out in the tournament. Seed, maybe they get an eight seed. Maybe. Lost to UConn, though. They, but they have Kyrie and Kevin Love. That's... But Kyrie is toxic, and Kyrie's the devil. What if Kyrie was like, what if Kyrie actually became super humble by going to Minnesota? He's like, you know what? I love the cold. You know what? Cold I love this Midwest. That... Yeah. I, I, he has a big ethos. Yeah, what if big he, ethos What guy. if it, somehow in, maybe in like Minnesota, there's like a big globe somewhere that he finds, like the Min, like Minnesota Natural History Museum or whatever, and he's like, and oh, he's shit. Like, Wait. The world isn't flat. What if Kyrie like learns the world is round? No, he's and... Anakin. He's Anakin. He was always destined for evil. But so what happens to that team? So like is Minnesota like they're not Minnesota good? Toxic... They're, Minnesota they're, good? They're maybe a fringe playoff team at best. But like I don't know, like in 2016, for instance, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were terrific players. They're like I don't know, like because Kevin Love was sort of an all star. Sort of not too far. But like he, he was, was like he was. all overwhelmed by he was like everything. Twenty five and, and scared. ten. He's like twenty five and ten. Empty stats. Empty yeah. stats. Minnesota, it's all empty calories. Yeah. So you guys Minnesota. don't think that Minnesota does anything that interesting? No, no, nothing interesting. It like, doesn't really pass the first round any year. What, I think you know who's an interesting possible coach for that team? Mike D'Antoni. Ooh. Nah. I Kevin, think you could say Mike D'Antoni's an interesting coach for any team because he would change no, every team he would go to. But this is why Kyrie Irving. What if you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and who else? I want to see who they had on those teams. Timberwolves. Ricky Rubio. I look up the twenty. Yeah, Oh yeah, so let's see. Twenty um, so the twenty. Well, if Kyrie came into the league playing off ball, he would be maybe more. They, so in twenty twelve thirteen, they had AK forty seven. No, Linko. Wow. Oh, what about Alexi Shved? Alexi Shved, uh, former Nick. They had Brandon Roy. Yeah, they oh, had Alexi Shved. Oh, they had Brandon Roy in his in his only year back from the knee thing. Pekovic. Yeah. Oh, that's not Nikola a great Pekovic. They Yeah, they had Peck. Luke Ridnor. Luke Rindauer, the red legend. Budinger. Chase Budinger, dunk contest, man. Ugh. My God, that's a bad team. Yeah, let's see. Who scored the mo- most points per game for this team? Kevin Love. K-Love, K- Pekovic, AK-47, Derek Williams, Luke Rindauer, J- Ricky Rubio. Uh, so in 2012-13, he, let's see, he averaged uh, 10, and, uh, 10 and a half and seven. That team. Not that great. And four with oh, 2.4 steals a game. So, they first of all, they, they do still probably pick Kyrie with even if they have Rubio about to come over from Spain, right? I don't know. I, I they're the Timberwolves. Who was the GM at the time? 
Khan. It's Khan? Oh, Derek Williams. Oh, oh, you know they're taking Derek Williams. You know. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, he's so bad. Who knows that in a different universe, we could have had Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love on the same team. No defense would have been played, but they would have scored 130 a game, given up 125. Oh, what if Brandon Roy never got hurt? The Blazers yeah. team might have won a championship. Don't quote me yeah. on that. Brandon Roy, like, secretly won. No, 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 not secretly, but like not one of the secretly. most clutch was... players. One of the most clutch players I've ever seen. Did So, out of the 2006 draft through trades, the Blazers got Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, they swindled. Yeah. Doesn't Which get better than that. Yeah, they swindled. They, they should have gotten a title as a result of that, but they never did. And then if they got KD the next year? Yeah, dude. Classic Greg Oden. What about yeah. the beat going second in 2009? UConn, man. Didn't work that's, out. That's probably the dumbest decision I've ever seen. What about Okafor? Come on. Oh, what? No. Okafor, Okafor was number four, not number two. And Okafor was actually good in college. Listen, it was a dumb pick. No, no, Emeka. The beat couldn't play. Oh, Emeka. <laughs> what? Oh, about my Jaleel. God. Ja- um, Emeka's a way better pick than Jaleel. Yeah. Oh, I never said that. I, I'm just Does saying. Does beat? Yeah. I, I, I think them... he couldn't play. He couldn't play NBA basketball. Yeah, because, yeah, he couldn't play NBA basketball. He was too thin and too wiry. He couldn't keep up. Yeah, and he was just, he was just slow. He, like, yeah, he it works in college. does not work in the NBA. But, yeah. Who does Memphis take then in that scenario? They probably take Ricky Rubio because it, it didn't seem like it seemed like okay. Johnny was Flynn changing things up when they took Harden. Who does Memphis end up with? Wait, because of Steph, Steph, but probably Steph was Steph wasn't even guaranteed Kyrie. to go top ten. Hey, what? he had a great Kyrie Evans. He went number four. He had a oh, great. Oh yeah, he won so, Rookie of the Year, and he ended up on Memphis anyway. Yeah, several years later, but did Kyrie. not work out. Did not work out for them. Wait, yes, it did. Tyreek Evans? No, Hashim Tabit did not work out for them. Oh, I know Tyreek. Tyreek's numbers in Memphis were elite. The Celtics were trying to trade for him. His year in Memphis, he averaged 19, 5 and 5, and he shot 45 from the field and 40 from three. I if, you, think, if you were going to say he shot 54% from the field, I would have had to ask you to get out. Tyreek Evans is not shooting over 50%. I think it's still incredible that in a draft which has produced two like Steph Curry, James Harden, and Blake Griffin, the guy who won Rookie of the Year was Tyreek Evans. Well, Blake, well, Griffin. Blake Griffin got injured. Of Blake course, yeah. But Steph I think like that was a stretch where like the, the number one pick got injured pretty much every single year. Well, yeah, it was Odin. Um, Who's 08? 08 was Rose. He didn't get hurt. He was good. Yeah. 09 was Blake. 10 was Wall. Wall played. 11 was Kyrie. Kyrie was hurt. 12 yeah. Davis. He was fine. He literally yeah. was the god. 13 yeah. was Bennett, and he was Bennett. Yeah, that's 14, Bennett. 15 Cat, 16 Simmons, 17. Oh, I, mean, I mean, like, 17 was Fultz. Yeah. Oh, yikes. 18 well, Philly was Aiden. Has, Philly 19. has that unfortunate uh, every, every time they pick someone. How good? Simmons was hurt. Simmons was hurt. How good do you think DeAndre Aiden can be? Give me a comp for him. DeAndre Aiden? Ooh. Let's see. Right in the current NBA or past? He doesn't, I, I want to think, think. Hold on, I'm thinking about this. Don't anybody say anything. Don't. I want to think about this. DeAndre Aiden. I don't know. Like he's a big who can shoot three. Marcus All. No, he's not that good of a passer. Marcus All's too good of a passer and too good of a defender. Okay, what about Pau Gasol? 
No, what? No, Paul Grandnick, too good of a defender, too good of a passer. You guys don't think Aiden's a good rim protector? I don't know. It, those guys could also, like, defend more out on the perimeter. Not, like, insanely well, but at least decently I well. mean, how much, like, how, how much of an offensive threat is he? Like, how does he... I think he can create his own shot. He can create his own shot in the block, and he can. I think Cat worse than Cat at scoring. No, Cat is like Cat is actually a historically good offensive big man. But Hmm, maybe that's the comp for him. He's like Cat if you took like twenty five percent of the offense and gave him a twenty five percent boost in defense. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. How about Bagley? The well, uh, Mr. Made of Glass? I don't yeah. know. Listen, if Bagley, first of all, when Bagley was coming out, no one even knew if he had a position. Maybe he makes more sense now, but he's still not a rim protector. Duke he, guy, it, right? It, yeah. He, I mean, he was very good. He was a very good offensive player, not a great defensive player. Good rapper. So, I haven't heard him. I can't no. say that. Well, neither have I. I just know that he's the only other rapper in the NBA. Besides Dan. What about um, Oladipo as a singer? About Lonzo Ball. Oladipo is Oh, yeah, Oladipo. Yeah. Did you see him on The Masked Singer? Yeah. He was amazing. He sang a country song. It was great. He sang Rainbow. Unreal. He's, he's, I think, I don't know if he had, had like a tiny Oladipo has had some weird stuff. I think he had like an album. What? He, he was trying to get recorded or like signed yeah. to label. Yeah. His dude's good. Uh, which is, one of, I think, one of the more random things for an NBA player to be great at. But why not? Um... It was nice to see him back on the floor. Yeah. 15 points. Not bad. And winning against Sixers. Five. So, yeah. Sam, you've got LA. Yep. Harrison, who who's your final – who's your pick to win? Never... I I would say the Bucks are my pick to win because I love the team as a whole. I just – if I if you put a gun to my head, I would say the Lakers because I feel like they're the kind of team who things end up going right for, especially in this kind of season. Kobe. I, yeah. I, that's what I'm think. That's why I'm going yeah. with LA. I, I, I think like the Red Sox and the Boston bombing year. It's like some, sometimes teams just kind yeah. of, something that's just. Harrison, don't bring it up. What? 2017 Nothing. Astros, Hurricane Harvey. Not the reason. <laughs> oh. The yeah. hurricane maybe brought aboard a bunch of trash cans and buzzers. Maybe that was the all right. 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 When the I'm saying was when Manfred sent out that memo, the Astros literally did not have a home, so they were a little busy. Manfred's garbage. Manfred is garbage. You, Joe, you're gonna hear this one if you listen to the first part of the pod. I assume you're not a Yankees fan. I assume you're a Sox fan. Yeah. All right. You're gonna like it. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm all okay. Boston baby. I know Sam is a, a Giants fan somehow. Yeah, because Sam's not from, like, Boston. He's yeah. from Western. Sam, of all people, my dad is also a Red Sox fan and a Giants fan. My guy. Works. He's from, like, North Jersey, but went to school in Boston. Wait, did you go to college in Boston or high school? He went to Brandeis. Ah. But he's from Jersey. Nice Jewish boy. He went to yeah. Brandeis. <laughs> it's true. Where, where are my Italians at? Not my Brandeis. Family. I don't know. BC, maybe? Yeah, the, yeah, but no, BC's all Irish. Oh, I don't really know the difference. All right, guys. we're getting off topic. Yeah. We got we to right. wrap up. Joe, thank, thank you for coming like, on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having uh, me, guys. Absolutely. Uh, I've been, I'm finishing up. I have an entire I, – I, I have my spreadsheet done. 
for all the teams and their cap holds. Now I'm doing my own subjective kind of mixing and matching salaries and stuff. So trying to get some trades done in. Oh or yeah. Or predicting free agency. Oh yeah. Very interesting to see where that cap ends up. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, it's going to be like everything at the 109 that it is now because I think they learned from 2016. And even if the BRI, because um the cap's supposed to be like 50% of BRI basketball um yeah like related income revenue or, yeah. Um, I think they're going to do some sort of cap smoothing where instead of having it go down to like 100 and then, and then if it, and then it jump back up the following year, yeah, they're going to go 109 and then 110 instead of, yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. I'm holding everything at the 109 right now, max contract. So I'm adjusting that and, um, we're uh, keeping everything as is, but you know, I, uh, next pot, I, I feel like it, that's a good kind of off-season thing. I'm an off-season guy. I'm, yeah. I'm in that quest for We've got uh, – I personally cannot wait for the draft because I have so many thoughts on this year's um, on this year's prospects because I love Obi Toppin. I love Killian Hayes, and I've been on their train for a long time. Obi Kevin Toppin, finally getting some love. What? Kevin O'Connor's a big Killian Hayes guy. I was a big Killian Hayes fan even before KOC was. And when I heard that he put him number one, I was so pumped to have him on my side. Yeah. And I saw Sam Vesney, Ves- Ves- however you pronounce it, for the Athletic. John Vesley? Obi Toppin. What? John Vesley? <laughs> Almost. I, I wish he was good. But um, he put Obi Toppin as number four outside of the main three guys. And, yeah, I'm excited to talk about talk offseason when that finally happens. But it's great to have basketball back. In it the is. Place. It's great to have all sports back. Yeah. Baseball's going to be gone soon. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> might, be in a, might be in a week. Hopefully it's in three months. But it might be in a week. Damn, we don't have a team to root for. You have a team to root for. Who pitches? Well, you have hitters to root for. The Hall Pass, Matt Hall. Who is this person? Like, honestly, I know, like, I was the, I'm the basketball guy, which I'm more than happy to be because I've really kind of given up on baseball. But, damn, I look at, like, just the probable starters for the Red Sox. I'm like – And you're like, damn, who is TBD? This guy's pitching every day. He must be nuts. <laughs> like, honestly, uh, regular old Hoss Radburn. <laughs> like, what? But, yeah. Like, honestly, who are these guys? Uh, some, the Astros have a bunch of, like, international prospects who they've all had to call up for the bullpen. I don't think – there might be, like, one guy with more than a year of major league experience in the bullpen. Uh, and, like, their best pitching prospect on top of everything is also hurt, which is not great news. But, like, Devaldo Rodriguez, who blew the game – not blew the game, who lost the game for them last night in the 10th inning, hasn't pitched above Class A ever. Who's Austin Bryce? That can't be real. Reliever. No, he's a, he's a reliever. He's, he's, he's starting. <laughs> Come on! Really? Look at Sam's face. I looked up our starter for today. It's Austin Bryce. I've never heard of this person. I mean, I've heard of him. He pitches for us, but he's a reliever. Who is pitching for the Astros today? Oh, Castellanos might have just gone deep. He did. Nice. Who is pitching for Houston today? He's in the Reds. Who's in the Reds? Oh, Reds. I don't know who's pitching for us today. Uh, Because we had our only good pitchers, McCullers and Greinke, play the last two. I know it's not Christian Javier, who I'm sure you've never heard of. Oh, Josh James. Look at Castellanos' numbers in the second half of the Cubs last year. Holy shit. Sam... Josh James is who's starting for us. Has a nine ERA. Wait, Josh James, a reliever. Yes. Yes, he's starting for us today. The guy with sleep apnea. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, thankfully, his ERA is much, much lower than the guy he's starting against. Who is it? Shohei Otani. <laughs> Otani started. Otani started. Well, 
maybe he'll fin- he'll get an out this time. I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. But why are we? Why are you a Cards fan? I was born in Austin. I lived there till I was nine. Okay, that's why. So they hate the Cards. But there was no hockey there, so I ended up a Blues fan. Okay, so that's why you're Rockets, Astros, Texans. They're not. <sighs> that's a bad team to root for. I'm sorry, it's a bad team to root for. Well, I mean, you're older. Never than has been. What? You're older than they are, so. That's true. Embarrassing for them. But I don't know. There are Golden Knights fans out there, so I don't know. Yeah. You can be a, I guess you can be a fan of an extension team. There are Seattle Kraken fans out there. That's true. Uh, Jack the Sonics. I got to run. All right. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for coming on, Joe. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah, we were hopefully talking about baseball. It's actually happening. All right. See ya.